black helicopter crowd notion. The tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. It's crazy, but now they're right. Black helicopter crowd really is upset. The people are stupid and they're drunk. There'll be a revolution and they're going to lose. There are too many guns and too many people ready to fight them. I am a man of peace, but we have gangsters running this country. Criminals, gangsters. We're normal. We see total criminal takeover, the death of freedom. It is the most corrupt, degenerate, criminal government in American history. I'm trying to awaken people, but look at the morons around you. They're zombies. joining the online studio you are unmuted and can speak with the host what's up everybody welcome to another edition of the podcast i'm your host raven and today we're going to be checking out 31 terrifying real life horror stories that will chill you to the bone this is on the occultmuseum.com the world is full of mysteries murder and deeply disturbing true stories and most of us have at least one good horror story to share at a party or at a dark night around the campfire and the good people of the internet are no different thousands of people around the world have been sharing their most terrifying real life horror stories on reddit from strange tales of ghostly encounters to abductions serial killers and stalkers that can't let go the horror is real and if it happened to them, it could happen to you. Let's start off. 1. The Abandoned Asylum Me and some friends went to an abandoned mental asylum at night, not really expecting much. We busted in one of the boarded up windows, and when we were inside, we all heard talking. We figured other people were there, so we followed the sound. We're walking down the hall and heard what sounded like a woman whispering, Why did you take my baby? Over and over again. At this point, I'm visibly shaking, and we all believed we found where the sound was coming from. We go in this room, and there was a huge cage. It looked like one of those pet carriers, but human-sized. I don't know what happened at night. I don't really believe dead people were talking in there, but the sheer creepiness of it all was too much. That one was from Brandy Alexander 9. 2. The Watcher my cousin and his family, a wife and infant son, had lived in their house for about five years. His wife left home to drop the baby off at daycare before work, but realized she had left her phone at home. Entering the house, she turned a corner to the hallway and nearly ran into the drop-down attic ladder, which was fully extended. They never used the attic as it was filled with loose insulation, and my cousin had left for work hours earlier. She quietly left the house, drove around the corner, and called the police. When the police investigated, I'm getting chills, they found a short-range transmitter connected to several cameras hidden throughout their home. The light fixture in the shower, the ceiling fan above their bed, even a pinhole in a nursery were sending videos to a nearby location. Their neighbor a few houses away had been given a key by the prior owners and installed surveillance equipment once he knew their schedule. My cousin's wife walked in on him updating his equipment, but he forgot something at his house and left to get it when she walked in. He had been watching them for years. That was from Matt Laz 423. 3. The Blind Old Woman Worked at a woman's clothing mail order catalog call center. During training, a veteran worker was talking about getting to know the frequent callers and the story of one of them. So this old lady used to call in often. She was blind but would have someone help her pick out things. The manager of her apartment complex, I think. She would order often and they got to know her by name. Well, eventually she stopped calling in. So they contacted the number they had for her, which was the apartment manager's number. The old lady was fine, but had to be moved to a new building because, well, she was blind, but very meticulous with her cleaning. She cleaned everything often. So the manager had come in to do some maintenance for the first time in many months. Every room in her apartment above her head level had thick webs and nests of black widow spiders, hundreds and hundreds. Can you imagine an oblivious old lady walking around blind in a house she thinks is spotlessly clean? 
but there's a soul-freezing nightmare swarming all over the ceiling. It's from Mecha Clown. Number four, noises behind the door. This actually happened to a friend of mine. She used to live in an entirely different town when she was younger, and her closet had this strange door in the back of it. Well, whether it was imagined just due to her being a child at the time, or if it really did happen, she started to hear noises coming from behind this door whenever she went to bed. She told me that several times she tried telling her parents that she was hearing these noises, but they never believed her. So, some time goes by, here comes the chills. And one day, her parents get a call from the police. Because they just arrested a homeless man. This was not just any homeless man, though. This vagabond was living in some sort of tunnel that goes straight to that door in the back of her closet. So every once in a while, for whatever reason, this man would come through that door and watch my friend sleep in her closet. This is from Rabidog211. Number five, Mrs. Black. My gran was in the local town doing her shopping and running various errands one day. On her way home, she met one of her neighbors out doing their gardening. She stopped, asked how they were. They had a chat and Grand came home. When she got in, my granddad asked, my, grand, my granddad asked how town had been and if she met anyone on the way, if she saw anybody. Grand started talking about the neighbor. Granddad interrupted her. Mrs. Black, we were at her funeral two weeks ago. Apparently, Gran nearly passed out once she realized. This was from CACA underscore Millis underscore. Number six, under the bed. True story about my grandma that takes place before they had children. My grandpa, Daryl, worked night shifts, so my grandma, Dora, was home alone most nights. Her sister-in-law, Rose, would randomly come over to keep her company. Dora decided to go to bed early one night. Rose came over that night to see how she was doing. She went to Dora's bedroom after calling for her with a reply of, I'm in bed, just come in. Upon entering the room, getting the chills, Rose starts acting weird and telling her she really wants her to get up and come help her with something in the kitchen. Dora was ready to go to sleep and was already in bed and really didn't want to. Rose was really adamant for her to come help her, telling her it was urgent. After a while, Dora eventually got up and followed Rose to the kitchen. Upon entering, Rose whispers in a panic with tears in her eyes. There's a man under your bed with a knife. Dora, of course, didn't believe at first, but seeing the panic in her eyes, she couldn't not believe her. They proceeded to call the cops and left to the neighbor's house. The cops came and found a man hiding in the closet with a butcher knife. And that's the story. That's from Do 138. Number 7. Early Morning Run My friend was visiting family in the States. They lived in a rural community of Maine, and one morning she woke up before everyone else and decided to go for a run. After about 30 minutes, she turned back and started noticing a van following a few blocks behind her. She thought it was strange, so started turning down a few streets with the van following every move. She started sprinting, and the van sped up too. She ran to the first house she could find and started banging on the door. 
No answer. Hopped the fence and started banging on the back door. Dog in the house started barking at her, but no one answered. She jumped into the empty pool in the backyard and hid while dialing 911. 911. A car parked in front of the house and a man started calling out to her, offering her a ride home. The dog was now barking like crazy and the man left about after about a minute. Police showed up and took her back to her family's place. She gave a report and they identified the van from a nearby HVAC business that had been stolen earlier that day. That was from PME Recipes Girl. Number 8. The Blind Date About 30 years ago, my mom went on a blind date. Her date took her to a restaurant, and although he was nice enough, she just wasn't into him. Not even halfway through the meal, she was already thinking of ways to leave early. The waiter could tell. While my mom's date was in the restroom, the waiter approached her and asked if she was okay. She explained she was on a blind date and not having much fun. Turns out the waiter was just about to get off work. He offered to give her a ride home if she waited another 10 minutes. She considered it and was about to say yes when her date came back from the restroom. She gave a subtle head shake no to the waiter and smiled. She and her first date finished their meals and he took her home. The next night, my mom was watching the evening news. A story comes on about a woman being raped and murdered behind a restaurant the night before. The restaurant was the one she'd been at. They showed the murderer's picture. It was the waiter. That one was from Malzabelle. Nine, up on the roof. I used to live next to a senile old woman who would knock on my door late at night crying and saying there was somebody in her roof. On her roof. I'd always have to assure her that it was just possums, most likely running around, and that everything was okay. This went on for years until her kids finally sent her to a home and new people moved in. A week or so after this, I woke up to police cars on the street outside my house. I asked the new neighbor what happened and he told me he got out of bed and saw legs dangling out of the ceiling in the kitchen and assumed he was being robbed. The guy got away, but when the cops checked the inside of the roof, they found chairs, cans of beans... Water bottles, magazines, and some blankets. This guy had been set up there for at least two years, assuming her co complaints coincided with him moving in. She once told me her dementia was so bad she'd sometimes have to go grocery shopping a few times a day because she'd come home and realize she forgot to buy anything. I wonder now if that was just because he was taking all of her, all of her food. It's from Anonymous. Number 10. Hidden in a tree. The couple had a huge tree in their backyard. And it started to smell and ooze. They had arborists come in and look at the tree, but no one could figure out what was wrong. The couple decided to have the tree removed. When the branches started coming down, a body fell out. And the couple decided to have the tree removed. And when the branches started coming down, a body fell out. A homeless woman was sleeping in a tree and died. Her body had been decomposing for years. That's from Chel Chelcadora. That's from Chelsea Dora. Alright, and we'll look at story number 11 and then take a commercial break. Abduction. I was only four when this happened. Was playing outside with my siblings and neighbors 
and while they're busy playing, a lady approached me and took me to her place, a nearby, a nearby neighborhood. After a while, everybody was freaking out and they started looking for me everywhere. This lady was severely depressed. Her husband left her after their son died. He couldn't handle her depression, apparently. She took me to her place, fed me, gave me tons of candy. For a couple days, she made me wear... This lasted a couple days, actually. She, she also made me wear her dead... Her deceased son's pajamas. At some point, she took me to buy some candy from the store. The store owner knew her, so he reported that to the police. She didn't hurt me at all. The doctor even said I was well fed. I always think of her and pray she's in a better place now. Even tried to go visit her when I was a college student, but her house was sold and she moved away, apparently. That's from Rub. All right, folks, I hope you're still hanging in there. All right, folks, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of the podcast. Robinson has been spreading conspiracy theories. The government's poisoning the water. Did you know the Federal Reserve's not a part of the federal government? The government's hiding UFOs. Gun registration leads to gun confiscation. We all know the CIA's shipping in the drugs. The leftists are the true usurpers of the Constitution. The government can read your mind through algorithms. He's getting too big. We must stop him. We must silence him. He's telling the truth. Too much of it. I want them shut down. I want them silenced. I want them muted. I think they are horrible for our society. It's banning people. They're dictating the opinions that everyone on the platform is allowed to have. Merely a... I'm a conservative Jew, so I guess that makes me such a dangerous person. Spreading articles, spreading videos, spreading links. You're going to get demonized. You're going to get attacked. It's going to do something terrible like help Trump get reelected. That's really what all this is about. in telling the truth about me because I don't fit the stereotype. They can say whatever they think and I respect their constitutional right to do it. I hope they respect my Number 12, A Close Call. My high school teacher attended Central Washington University in the early 70s. She and her best friend, Susan Rancourt, were leaving the library late at night to go to a movie one day. Susan was offering to carpool together on the way out when they were approached by a guy with a broken arm trying to carry a diorama of some sort. He asked for some assistance, which they both gladly agreed to, but my teacher had left one of her books in the library. The last she saw of Susan was her smiling face as she graciously helped this guy into his beetle. Susan was reported missing, and it turned out that she was abducted and murdered by Ted Bundy. That's from Shadeo 3. 
Number 13, pitter-patter. I went to my aunt and uncle's house one family vacation about 10 years ago. We drove from South Texas to some small town in Missouri. I can't remember the name. We arrived there at 1 a.m. The family, our family consisted of myself, two younger sisters, mother, father. Most of the family was hungry from the long drive and wanted to see if a McDonald's was open. I was tired from the long car ride and wanted to stay at the house. Mom said one of my sisters would be staying as well. So I settled down in a living room, watching TV, slightly dozing off. I can remember hearing pitter-patter down the hallway and assumed my sister was just running around. She'd been eating sugary snacks the whole way up. I get a call from my mom asking what I wanted to eat, and in the background can hear both my sisters arguing. I hear a giggle. I hear a giggle somewhat behind me and stand straight up and look around. Nothing. I ask my mom if my sister ended up going with them, which she confirmed. I'm getting chills. I stood in the corner of the room till everyone got back. That story's from Faux Fox. Number 14, Skinwalker. This happened to a friend of mine and was verified by her sister and girlfriend. The three of them were camping in an area in southern Utah. And it was during the fall, early winter, so it got dark really early, around 5 o'clock. When it started getting dark, the three of them built a fire and sat around it, just talking and eating, normal stuff. Everything was fine for a while, but they started to hear this weird chirping noise. She described it to me as a kookaburra call. Slowed down. They got kind of freaked out at this point because it didn't sound like any regular animal. They kept noticing rustling and movement out of the corners of their eyes but couldn't see what was making it. After a while they went to bed and everything was fine until my friend was woken up in the middle of the night to see what looked like hands pressed up outside of her tent. And she heard a weird wet breathing sound. Like when someone has a stuffy throat and wheezes and starts wheezing while they're breathing. She said she was so scared she couldn't talk, but was able to wake up her sister. They stayed quiet, and eventually, the handprints kind of just faded away. In the morning, they wanted to get the hell out of there, so they started packing up their stuff at sunrise. My friend looked around where the handprints had been and saw a trail of long, skinny footprints leading up to their campsite, but not away from it. Her and her sister aren't the kind of bullshit around. So I believe that this really happened. To this day, she's convinced it was a skinwalker. That was from Bovidays. Number 15, the crowbar. My friend came home from school one day to find her house had been broken into. She decided to go inside and look around whilst she called her mom. She was done looking at the second floor when she made for the stairs. Her mom convinced her to go outside and wait for the police, who she called. Later on, the police asked the family if they owned a crowbar. They said they didn't. Then they said it looks like the offender was still in a house when she got home, and they were waiting at the top of the stairs with a crowbar, which they stupidly left behind when they fled. That was from Flarpy Blunderguff. Number 16, Bad Dreams. Years ago, I stayed for some nights at a hotel in the New Forest. In New Forest, which is a national park on the south coast of England. The hotel was a large former hunting lodge built sometime in the 19th century. I felt really uncomfortable in my room and almost as though there were others in there with me or something watching me. I'm not the kind of person that's normally given to such feelings, but they were very strong and extremely uncomfortable. I was with a large group staying there and speaking to the others. 
speaking to others. After the first night, many felt the same. That first night, it took me a long time to fall asleep, and for the first time in my entire adult life, I couldn't bring myself to turn out the lights before I went to bed. When I eventually fell asleep, I had the most vivid dreams that felt extremely real of being in a trench somewhere during the Great War and hearing the constant banging of explosions and artillery. I woke up feeling extremely distressed and in a cold sweat. There was a banging noise, which I assume must have been some metal roofing not affixed properly moving in the wind. I never felt anything like it since, and had never felt anything like it before. It was just so real, and I was completely overwhelmed with so many emotions and utterly terrified. I couldn't get back to sleep. I felt like I was in a company of others. I felt like someone was near, or that feeling you get when you know people are looking at you. And I spent the rest of the night in a daze. In the morning, I went downstairs for breakfast and saw a frame on the wall containing some photographs and a story out of the hotel was converted to a military hospital during World War I. I didn't know anything about this before I arrived and before that night. I also hadn't been reading anything about the war or seen anything on TV about it recently. I also hadn't been reading anything about the war or had seen anything on television recently about it. I'm a practical and skeptical woman, but I don't know what to make of that experience. I'm a practical and skeptical person, but I don't know what to make of that experience. I spent the remainder of the stay with one of my friends in another room. The oppressive atmosphere and general feeling of something wrong and frightening didn't lift, and my friend I stayed with was also afraid and glad of me to stay with them in their room. It's from Colorful Parrots. 17. Walking in the Woods A few years ago, I was walking through the woods off the beaten track a bit, and I smelt this really overpowering sweet smell. Being nosy, I pulled back the undergrowth to have a look and found a dead body. Being nosy, I pulled back the undergrowth to have a look and found a dead body. Guy had clearly been there a while and was all swollen and green and black with various running bits. Runny bits. The local wildlife had also been dining well for a few days. Had been consuming his body for a few days. I called the police who told me to wait with the body until they arrived. Being in the middle of nowhere, it took a while for them to arrive, and it got dark, and I just sat there with him for a long time. It turned out he committed suicide. For a long time afterward, I had dreams about him, and he would talk to me and not nice things. For a long time afterward, I had dreams about him, and he, wouldn't, and he would talk to me. And he wouldn't say nice things, mainly about how he was angry. I had disturbed his resting place, and he wanted me to kill myself. Probably just my imagination, but all that's pretty disturbing at the time. He still turns up in my dreams from time to time, and no doubt will be tonight after typing this. Anonymous. Number 18. Unplugged. My ex-wife and I woke up in the middle of the night to find all our lights out in the house, but we hadn't lost power. The living room light that we always leave on overnight had been turned off, the bathroom night light removed and placed under the sink, the computer unplugged, monitor cord unplugged and neatly folded on a desk. All the doors and windows in the house were unlocked, undamaged, and standing wide open, getting chills. Our bedroom door was open and the TV we always fall asleep to was turned off. Nothing was taken. Our cats were both hiding behind the refrigerator and stayed there for most of the next day. Whenever someone came and knocked at the door, our larger cat would start to growl and stare at the door from then on. She no longer does this after we moved. Oh, it was from Round Eye Dog. 19. Midnight Man. I had always 
I had awesome parents who let me sleep in the living room on weekends when I was very young because my sister was a light sleeper and I could stay up until dawn. But of course, I always ended up sleeping on the couch because Nick at night made me tired. So one night, I wake up to this prickly feeling, like an instinct just bolted into a sitting position and stared out the front window. We lived in rural Georgia, so you can imagine a magnitude of trees. In perfect light cast from the moon, I see a silhouette of someone in a tree. The family dog dashes to the window and is snarling into the glass. Terrified, I run into my parents' room and try to explain to my parents that there's a strange person outside. Dad grabs something defensive and darts outside with the dogs to beat the wax off this guy. To beat the brakes off this guy. I'm scared, trembling in my mom's arms until my father comes home and says he saw no one and go to bed. I decide to sleep in my regular bedroom. I fill in my sister as to what happened. My father is making regular rounds in a house with a cup of coffee. We're all, we're all still, and I finally think, okay, I can go to sleep. Nope, I noticed a man outside my window. From what I could see in the moonlight, moonlight, he gives me a shush signal and runs away. Just turns around to run a straight line away. That's from St. Sparkles. All right. Number 20. The phone call. This happened to me last summer when I was back at my parents' house during the holidays. It was around 3 a.m. and I was in my room on my computer when I got a call from my sister. Now that was already a little bit weird since my sister's room is just down the hallway from mine and she could have just came in my room. I went to pick up and the call ended as soon as I reached the phone. I figured she wanted to speak with me so I got up and went to her room. As soon as I reached her door, she started screaming that someone was in there with her. So I busted in and nobody was there. After she stopped crying, she told me that she woke up and saw a dark shadow just centimeters from her face. That's when she screamed. So I told her that... So I told her that she called me. She tells me that her phone's not even in her room. And that she was sleeping. Sure enough, her phone is actually downstairs in her purse. The weird part is that I have the log of her call on my phone, but she doesn't. Never figured that one out. That's from Arthur C. <coughs> Alright, we're going to take a quick break and be back for the final segment. Oh, before we take this break, make sure you check out zen1music at gmail.com. Send us some mail to our mailbag or donate if you support my work. Right now, we just have a PayPal option, but of course, the best thing you can do is share this podcast if you think I do a good job, if you agree with my opinions, or even if you disagree and you think I bring a new perspective to the situation. All right, we'll be right back after a word from our proud sponsors. Unfortunately, we don't have anything in the mailbag today, but do you have a question or comment for WBHNNJ? Leave us a voicemail and it may get played on the air. Call 1-732-807-5574 to leave your message for us here at the podcast. We always look forward to comments, questions, and what have you from literally all over the world, and we enjoy hearing what you have to say. So give us a call at 1-732-807-5574. Thanks to you kids, we now know the virus is a hoax. They included flu, pneumonia, and other infections to boost the numbers. Let's find out who is really behind it all. Like, President Trump is definitely behind one of these phantoms. <gasps> she, she, pink? Dr. Fauci? Like I thought doctors were supposed to help people, not scare them. 
Microsoft's Bill Gates. Not only a computer guy, he's a notorious vaccine pusher who wants to reduce the world's population. I get it. So Bill Gates wanted to vaccinate everyone after Fauci convinced them there was a deadly disease outbreak. That's diabolical. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Don't worry, kids. These globalists won't get away with their pandemic hoax this time. Where they're going, they'll be locked up for a long, good while in the big house. Yeah. <laughs> Better than a rock round at home. Grammy Award winner and platinum recording artist, President Zen One. His debut studio album, Philosopher's Stone. Including the smash single, New World Order. President Zen One, Philosopher's Stone, the digital album. Available on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, and CDBaby.com. Get your copy today. Number 21, The Warning. My grandmother swore by this story till her dying day. It was during the war in London and my dad was a baby. She was bombed out of her house and was staying with a friend. The friend had set her up in a room on the top floor. Anyway, she was taking my dad upstairs to bed when a figure materialized on the stairs telling her not to sleep in the room tonight. She quickly went back stairs. She quickly went back downstairs and told her friend that she and my dad were sleeping in the sitting room that night. Her friend was annoyed but agreed. That night, a bomb exploded near the house and the roof caved in, right on top of my dad's cot. He would have been killed. That's from Anonymous. Number 22. The Bloody Bone Saw. I used to work for a hazardous materials company that went to different facilities to pack chemicals and dispose of them. Anyways, we got a call to clean up some chemicals from a mental hospital in Orange County, California, near Diamond Bar. The hospital had shut down, but they still used parts of it for helping the blind, which is still pretty freaky pulling up to the place and seeing people walk in a single file line holding each other's shoulders because they couldn't see the outside world. Anyway, the director of the place wanted to take us to the morgue, which hasn't operated in 40 or so years, to pick, to pick up some formaldehyde and some hydrochloric acid that needed to be taken out. Now this morgue was straight up out of a horror movie. Dark, stainless steel table in the middle of the room with drains for blood and a big metal wall with doors and individual racks for bodies. Also a long creepy hallway. Well we start packing the materials and a director starts looking in the drawers for more waste. When he opens one drawer and inside were bloody latex gloves and a bone saw all bloody. He quickly shut it and said we have to hurry up and move on. That one's from baby underscore batter. Number 23, the hitchhikers. Back in the 70s, my grandfather dropped my grandmother and her two sisters off to do some shopping on his way to work. Since he wasn't able to pick them up, they hitchhiked home. My mom at the time was only around 10 or 11, and her sister was probably 7 or 8, and the youngest was probably about a year old. So they get picked up by a guy in a pickup truck who has them all sit in the back row with one of them holding the baby. My grandma was giving directions to their home from the highway, but the guy ignored her and went by their exit claiming he had to make a stop first. He didn't really say much else to them during a drive. My mom remembers my grandmother being very quiet and nervous. Eventually they come up to a farm. 
Driver tells him to wait in a car and goes inside the house. While he's gone, they just sit there, terrified. They're in the middle of nowhere, and they know they couldn't make it out on foot. A few minutes later, the driver comes out with a second guy, who looks into the truck and sees my mom's youngest sister. He starts flipping out, screaming at the driver that they shouldn't have brought the baby back. They aren't going to do anything with her, and some other things I can't remember. Ends up telling him to get away from the, to get them away from the farm. So the driver gets back in the truck, apologizes, and they get back on the highway and drive again in silence. My grandmother, normally a very smart woman, had him drive her, had him drive directly to their house. They lived at that house for several years and luckily never saw either of them a second time. Twenty-four. I know you're not sleeping, princess. My sister's boyfriend's sister lived in an apartment with a few of her other girlfriends. Some ball or late night party came around, but she decided not to go. And ended up, so one day, the, some late night party came around, and she decided not to go, and ended up being home alone. She went to sleep, but was woken up when she heard the front door unlock, accompanied by some footsteps. She thought it was just her friends coming back home from the party, but kind of freaked out when the people came into her room and started rummaging around in her drawers and stuff. Burglars. She peeked out, kind of pretending to be asleep, not wanting to get into any trouble, just letting them take some weird stuff. Just letting them take whatever they wanted. And trying to stay safe. As they were about to leave, one of them, she wasn't sure how many there were, she heard someone crouch down next to her and say, I know you're not sleeping, princess, and left the apartment. That was from Coriander. Number 25, the shadow person. When I was a teenager, I was home alone one weekend and I was sleeping in my parents' room since there was a TV in there. Somewhere around 2 a.m., I felt like I was being stared at from the direction of the hallway. I looked up and I saw a shadow person looking at me. It was weird because it was a pure man humanoid shaped black mass. And I could see him in the dark hallway. I'm guessing the light from the TV helped. I sat up and stared back, but was terrified. We looked at each other for about five seconds, and then it turned away and walked down the hall. A few seconds later, I heard a loud crash. I was so scared, I turned the TV to the Disney Channel and stayed awake for as long as possible. When I woke up the next morning, I walked down the hall to the bathroom and that's where I noticed a mirror that was hanging had fallen off and shattered. My family still doesn't believe me, but I know what happened. That's from Nessag. Number 26, Nighttime Visitor. Laying in bed one night, it's pitch black apart from the light creeping under the door from the landing. My mom was actually with me in the same room as we had only just moved in and she was sleeping on the floor. I look up and a door slowly creeps open. And slowly an oldish, an older woman peers around the door, looks at me, and goes away. I just thought I was in a nightmare and turned around real fast and went under the covers hoping I would wake up. Then I'll never forget my mom whispering to me, Did you just see someone peer around the door? 
Safe to say we didn't sleep a wink that night. That's from PME, your poem. Number 27, pictures in the mail. Somebody mailed my friend a bunch of pictures of his wife just going about her day. Some of them were taken through windows of their home. The police were called and everything, but nothing ever came of it. And they actually moved because of it. So I make it seem weird, posted that. We're making our way down to our last few. 28, man on the platform. This happened recently. It was midnight. I was at the train station waiting for my train to arrive. And there was this really tall guy walking my way carrying a suitcase. As he came closer, I noticed he was struggling to carry the suitcase. As it looked rather heavy and oddly enough, it was leaking some sort of liquid. Not water, but seemed thicker. As this guy approaches, he orders me to take the bag. The tone of his voice was a little aggressive, and he didn't sound sober. Taking a closer look at him, I noticed he was covered in dirt up to his face and cuts on his forearm. I said sorry. Struck for words, I started to walk away. My train starts to arrive, and the guy follows me, saying things I couldn't quite understand. I hop on the train, door shuts, he's outside pointing at me and yelling more gibberish. Train slowly departs, and he suddenly punches the window in frustration with his eyes locked on me. Relieved I'm on the train, fellow commuters looked at me puzzled with all the commotion of me and that guy. Creeped me out. It's from D-Cell 8. 29. The Old Orphanage. My mom's walking through a house with a realtor and three-year-old me with her. The realtor mentions that the house used to be an orphanage. My mom loved old houses and this one had plenty of rooms and... After about 15 minutes in, three-year-old me keeps asking, where'd that little boy go? That's from Two Stick Zach. Number 30. Hotel of Horrors. It happened when I was at a hot spring hotel in South Korea with my siblings. Our room got upgraded to a suite with a tatami room. A double bedded room, balcony, dining area, and kitchenette. As we were on the fourth floor, we could see the rice fields from the balcony. The moment I walked into the room, I had an uneasy feeling that made my hairs on my arms stand on end. I got goosebumps. I attributed it to the air conditioning at first. At around midnight, when my siblings and I were midway through our pillow fight in the room, we heard knocking from the wall in the other bedroom. But there was no one else in the suite with us. Feeling creeped out, we decided to stop messing around and sleep huddled together. That was when we heard tapping coming from the glass doors of the balcony. It was the unmistakable tapping of nails on glass. That was when I remembered that there were no trees or branches near our balcony. We totally freaked out and didn't even dare walk out to draw the curtains to check. Throughout the whole night, I clutched my jade amulet and prayed. The next morning, other members of that tour group staying on the same floor mentioned they had experienced disturbances at night too. The other most noticeable incident was of an old lady whose blanket kept getting pulled off her bed. That's from All Snaps. And our final one, number 31, the cleanup guy. After college, I spent, <coughs> <coughs> 
After college, I spent three years working for ServPro. Mostly cleanup of sewer backup, mold removal, fire damage, that sort of thing. If the job was particularly shitty, bonuses started kicking in. Automatic $50 if shit was involved. $25 after 6 p.m. $50 after midnight, etc. Fucking hoarders were so shockingly common it was sad. But you got $25 a day. The big money was dead bodies. Murder was more than natural death. Murder was more than natural death unless the body had been sitting for a bit. Suicide was second only to dead kids. Kids' suicide was $250. Mind you, the bodies were no longer there. It was just site cleaning. Anyway, I ended up going on three teenage suicides total. The problem was all were the same apartment. They were all in the same apartment. One in November and two in December. Roughly one year apart. Same apartment. Even with three guys working during the daytime, there was an oppressive, creepy dread that was almost physical, like in your clothes, the way campfire smoke lingers. And that was from Anonymous. And there you have it, folks. This is on the occultmuseum.com. Thirty-one terrifyingly real-life horror stories that'll chill you to the bone. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. I want to. Uh, if so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the podcast. Until next time. God bless.